Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. But when we really delve into the reasons for why we can't let something go, there are only two, an attachment to the past or a fear for the future. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking? I, I loved how you did that. The slowdown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good, dude. And and in no small part from this Goose Island bourbon, vanilla, caramel, and smoke, intense oh aromas of charred oak stout. Oh, it, it's just really, really good. Wanna, you know, even though it's an ABI company, which I mentioned before, or will mention in the future, who knows when this is all happening, but, you know, Anheuser Busch InBev, ugh. Boo. Yeah, I but, know. But, because they make, they, you know, they bought Goose Island, but Bourbon County is still a friggin' fantastic brand and craft beer drinkers still covet it. So it's like a shining star among, yeah, bud. But, so I'm, I'm, you know, you pulled that stout out and I was like, you know, I'm kind of hankering for a stout. And I, I have two bottles of this in my beer fridge and I decided to pull one of them out. It's an oak-aged vanilla worldwide stout from Dogfish Head. Oh, I, I love what Dogfish Head does. We, yeah. we just bought their gin. Ah, oh, dude. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's, oh, good. it's really tasty. I, I, yeah. You had told me the story about their head guy. Uh-huh. Ah, just, anyways, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, huge Dogfish Head fan. Uh, this beer is a 16 to 17%. Whoa! Big ass stout. They they make a stout called Worldwide Stout, which I also own. But this is their oak aged vanilla version. So mm. I still have one in the fridge. So this is my, you know, I'm going to, to have to find that. That sounds. Yeah, they're still selling it. Yeah, because it was like a special thing. But I think it's still around. You can find it, and it ages well too. You can like keep it forever. Mm. And they sell it in four packs. But anyway, uh, our catchphrase today is from Marie Kondo. And if you don't know who Marie Kondo is, um, there's two places you can find her. One place is, and probably the the more, uh, the place that most people are finding her is through Netflix. She has a show called, I think it's called The Art of Tidying Up, I believe, or something along those lines. Uh, And then she has a book, which is where the show comes from. She has two books. One's called Spark Joy, which is her newer book. And her older book, I think, is like The Magic Art of Tidying Up, or I, I wish I had that ready. But I read the book after I watched one episode of the show and yeah, it's whatever, you know, it's a reality show. I kind of hit or miss for you, me. You don't like the, uh, those type of shows? Uh, not really. Not when it comes to like cleaning your house. And I'm just, I, it, I always just get frustrated with the people, you know, it's like, oh my God, just clean your friggin' room. Um, but I read the book and I, I personally like did the, I mean, it's called Con Mari. It's based off mm. her name. It's like a switch. That's what she calls her specific um, process for cleaning your house, or like it's. And I did like a a big ass spring clean kind of thing where I sold a bunch of stuff, donated a bunch of stuff, threw away. Like I had to take multiple trips to the dump and like literally throw shit away. And I did it all in a single day, which they she does not recommend you do. Well, she recommends recommends you focus on it, but no one on the show is able to do it in one day because their shit is like it's fucked. I mean, yeah, exactly. And that wasn't my situation, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it just, just, just to say that I did it and, you know, get rid of a lot of stuff. And it was fun. I donated like old homebrewing equipment over to, uh, actually I've donated to uh, Mr. Money Mustache and his, his crew over there in Longmont. Um, and yeah, mostly just like recycled a bunch of stuff that I had just sitting around clothes. Not in, I don't have a, a lot of clothes, but I did it. I did. I did the whole thing. I didn't hold each piece of clothing and thank it, which she, you know, recommends you do. Then it's gonna come back and haunt you, dude. I guess. <laughs> I didn't really <laughs> From have that the much. Dump. It will. Have you done it? Uh, we did. Uh, cool. We we went through all our clothes, like we threw it all on the bed. Mm-hmm. I don't even have that much clothes. I mean, got yeah. rid of a lot of stuff that I just didn't wear. Right. The same. Um, it's like freeing to get rid of yeah. this crap that you just keep. And it's better to do it all at once. And I and today you have kind of adopted this art of tidying up, but for your finances. Mm-hmm. So that, so that's what we're talking about. And you came up with some rules, and we're gonna go through these one by one. Yeah. And apply basically this this art of you know cleaning up 
for the most part and apply it to our personal finances. And I think a lot of these, I'd be very interested in doing myself or have done at least once in the past. Looking at these rules, would you say they're tight? They're tighty. <laughs> they're tight. I'll go. I'll, 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 I'll take that. All right. Let's just, you want to just dive in? Yeah. All right. Do you want to read these rules or do you want me to do it? Well, we'll alternate. How about that? All right. Let's do that. All right. I'll do number one. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Rule number one commit yourself to tidying up your situation and commit financial independence or commit to financial independence. Mm. Um, what do you mean by that? So I think that everyone wants to, I mean, let's be real. Like a lot of these are adaptations of her methods. Sure. Um, people are, you know, we listen, my matters gets its most traffic in January during new year's resolution season. Everyone wants to, to fix their thing. Yeah. Um, but not everyone does, or people do a little bit, but not the yeah, whole thing. Same with losing weight. You know, the, the gym memberships go up in January and then they sort of die off around the end of February, March. Yeah. So, yeah. so don't be another like casualty in that regard. Like actually commit to it. Tell mm -hmm. your mom, tell your dad, tell your mom again, tell your significant other, your friends. As ways to hold yourself accountable. Ex yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. And so that like you kind of j like just let's do it. We're going to do it together um, and not like mm -hmm. over the course of the next 20 years of your life. Right. I also think, too, I mean, I was a little extreme in the house thing. Like Steph will tell you, it was a I was a it was a nightmare scenario here. Like <laughs> the whole house was torn apart and I was, you know, putting shit in the car and driving it. And it was an all day sweaty event, even in the middle of January. But I, I love my whole life and my business life is based on this idea of taking a project, taking like one thing putting a time frame on it saying i'm going to get this done in a in an unrealistic deadline whether it's 3 days, 1 day, 24 hours, i have 6 hours to get this done whatever. And i always know that when i do that, your brain kind of forces you to you know take not not shortcuts but like the human human brains tend to overcomplicate things. Yeah. Right? And when you give yourself very little time to do something, you tend to get a lot of things done and this is sort of in the business world where you know you kind of procrastinate throughout the week and then it's friday and you want to get all you end up getting like so much done on friday just because you're trying you have a deadline right i do my best work under ridiculous constraints because like it, it was due by friday yeah i waited now it's friday at 7 a.m and i am flipping out and crushing it and so yeah and i love this idea of just sitting down for like a day or two or even a week if you if you don't have a lot of time like but that is your that is your goal by the end of the week your financial situation will be whether it's tidied up or not it will be you know going in that direction perhaps on autopilot and that's sort of what i'm thinking and i don't and, know if you talk about this later but like so so we're going to and i just want to okay. say like so let's say a day is a lot it's a lot of like to deal with but if you took a weekend a mm -hmm. saturday a sunday you know you mm -hmm. have a weekend you're not doing anything you can mm -hmm. totally crush this and take your finances from zero to hero now how would you do that like because you say finance you said the words financial independence right mm -hmm. that's the first half of fire right what do you mean by that so you know i think it was like much more our parents age it was like retire retirement and it's not so much for us, it's more financial independence because I don't know about you, and we've talked about this in the show, or actually, I think I know about you. I'm going to work until I can't work because I mm -hmm. love working, doing things yeah. that, you know, challenge me, inspire me, yes. make me better, contributing. Um, and, and the goal is not to, you know, I don't know, acquire a million dollars and then become a slug. It's to be able to get yourself to a point where you could do whatever you want. Yeah. And so that I want that to be the ultimate goal. And that should okay. be the ultimate goal. Even if it isn't the ultimate goal, if you strive towards that goal, then you're going to be better off in the long run anyway. Even if you don't end up like, I could do whatever I want. You never get to that moment. It's like the, I, I always, I love the idea that Elon Musk is trying to go to Mars and terraform it mm -hmm. because it's so ridiculous. Like at his age, the fact that he'll actually achieve that goal in his lifetime is kind of insane. Yeah. But it is such an audacious goal that even if he gets halfway there, 
the amount of technological improvements we have, we would have made or he would have made is unbelievable. Change so humanity setting, forever. Type right. Shit. Not to say that you need to like, I want to, not that you should set an unrealistic goal of like, I want to be as rich as Warren Buffett when I'm 46. It's like, dude, no, um, that's insane. But like set your, yeah, it could be like, I want to be financial, financially independent when I'm 50. Mm. Okay. What now just reverse engineer that? What is uh, how much money do you need when you're 50 to be financially independent and work your way back? How much does that mean you need to put away every month into you know a savings account or a, a investment account or whatever? And you can do that sort of you can do, do, do that in one day. Mm. Spreadsheets like get start love Google <laughs> Google Sheets is free. It is bookmarked in my quick bar <laughs> on Chrome. It's it's your best friend. And you know, sitting down with your family or in your significant other or yourself and just having like a whole day or two to sit to sit down and like organize your shit and or not even that, like making a commitment to do it in a month or whatever. Like I like the idea of saying, I'm going to do this. This will be done. Mm. But I think the most important part of that, of this rule is when you commit, don't just commit. Because it's not something you can do. You'll do it sustainably, but we'll, and we'll get to ways to do it sustainably without you know relying on yourself to st- stick with it. But commit to at least spending a week, a month, a day, I don't care, to addressing the issue. Yeah. Addressing your finances as, as painful as it sounds. You know what I mean? Or it might sound. Mm. For some people, not all people. But I, like, I think that's like step one is is just making one. that commitment. Yeah, right? deciding not, you're going to do the the art of tidying up. You know, what I mean, you have to just yeah, and tell people, hold yourself accountable. From my will to I am, will I am. All right, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Whoo! Yeah. So clever today. Okay. That that, that kind of episode. <laughs> yeah. Dad jokes ensue. All right, let's go to rule number two. <laughs> You've done this a lot with me, haven't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Rule number two, actually Marie Kondo your home. So so you're saying do the KonMari method, read the book, watch the YouTube. I mean, watch the Netflix series. It's that's it basically covers what's in the book. Mm. It's, it's, it's not, super simple. You go through so your simple. stuff and you, you ask, does it spark joy? Do you need it? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're like unsure. If you if it sparks joy or it's on the line, that's usually a no. Yeah, and then you get rid of it. But instead of just getting rid of it, sell that shit. Yeah, I got rid of some really expensive things. Like I got rid of a DSLR camera that was. I have two of them, mm. and I'm. Oh, and I, you know, you always say like, I'm going to use this one day when I do a two camera shoot, and I'm never going to. And then, <laughs> like, you have to kind of sit there and be honest with yourself. Like, I'm never going to do that. Yeah, I'm never ever going to do that. So. I basically said, this is just sitting in the closet. Who can I sell this to? Can I put it on eBay? Can I put it on Craigslist? I had a, um, you know, I had an elliptical machine in the closet that I absolutely hated, and I bought another one, but I absolutely hated the one in my closet. Obviously, I don't need two freaking ellipticals. And so one of them sparks joy. The other one did not, and I sold it on Craigslist, or Steph sold it on Craigslist. So, and and even with my homebrewing stuff, this is shit that does spark joy for me. Yeah. But it had been, but it had been replaced, right? So I had, I had, like I had a mash ton that I bought and I eventually replaced it with like a nicer one, but I kept it around. Cause I'm like, well now I can make two brews at once. Or when my friends come over, we can have like a homebrew day in my backyard and we're doing this thing. Uh, one, I don't have a backyard to do that. <sighs> and, and what's the, and like, honestly, like when am I ever really going to do that? Yeah. And right now it's sitting in the garage collecting dust. Could this be donated Someone else to- could be getting joy from it. Exactly. And so I that's when I took some a lot of my home brewing equipment actually and donated it. So yeah, and I got rid of a lot of stuff, made some money. I didn't I, I'm not as good at selling things. It's not about like even making like an enormous amount. It's one, like it's not going to a dump. It's going mm-hmm. to someone who's gonna make use of it. You'll make a little bit of money from it. And so it's like a two positives. Dude, you free up some room in your house. Yeah. Oh, I have and so much room for activities here. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What kind of activities? I don't know. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's move on to rule number three. Mm. Eliminate financial clutter and get everything out where you can see it. And so I think I sort of alluded to this without really alluding to it. But I think the idea is like sitting down at your kitchen table or some big table and like 
printing out all your stuff or just having it all laid out in front of you so you can see everything. Yeah. And that's part of like, it's the same idea, I guess you're taking from like, you know, in the book, she talks about pulling all of the clothes and shoes out of your closet and putting it on the bed. You have to do it all in this huge, ridiculous pile. So one, you can see how ridiculous it is, like how big this ridiculous pile of clothes is. Mm. And then you move through it step by step and yeah. declutter. Yeah. And, you know, I had had this in the list and I took it out, but I, but I think it fits is because I would also print things out just to kind of like visualize, see, write on it with pen. Right. But also, and I, I don't know about you, Matt, or I'm sure it applies to other people, but I just have random financial documents just like always like attacking my mind. They're on my mm -hmm. desk. They're on my kitchen table. It's a bill. It's a mortgage thing. It's tax, whatever. And so part of, you know, you lay it out, see what's there, but then you ruthlessly digitize it. And yeah. when you digitize, you process it and then you shred that shit and throw it out. So it's done. So it's like, yeah, you, you have to make, yeah, you have to make a decision on it. And I will say that I don't have that same problem. Mm. I'm actually kind of weirdly ruthless about that. When I lived by myself, I used to have two baskets. I would have a basket for, and then just like desk, you know, little desk baskets that you get from like office max or something and when a bill would come in the mail i would open it up throw away the envelope throw away the you know the return envelope like immediately mm -hmm. and i would just keep the bill and i would walk over and stick it in my basket and then i had so that I would and then i would sit that when i had sat down at my desk i would process it right i would i would take the bill out hold it in my hand go on the computer pay the bill you know through automatic through bill pay it wasn't automatic but bill pay i would write the word paid on it real big in pen and the date at which I paid it, and I put it in the other basket. Oh shit! And that's what I did. I, I don't know. I don't know where so I learned. Good that. dude. Like you to this day, good? I get financial documents. I look at it. I pretty uh -huh. much know what it's going to be. Get immediate anxiety. Put it on my desk. Sits there uh -huh. for like a month. Then I'm riddled with anxiety over the course of that month. Open it. It's like late uh -oh. or has a day left. And okay. So yeah, I, I so so when I get I hate mail first of all in general mm. like I, only once in a while do I get like an affiliate check in the mail like just <laughs> every once in a while, um, but for the most part like when when mail comes in I I like it sits on our table and I process it immediately like I pull it out of the mailbox and I rip open everything and I just pull out the documents that I need and I throw everything away even mm. if it's an envelope that I need to you know I just throw it all away that is a good um, process yeah and I just have the bills. The good part is I'm using, um, like I use Simple as my checking account, and that's mm. where like I you know process bills and stuff, and I pay bills through it. Most of the time, as I'm standing there ripping it, I will just go on my phone and pay the bill right then and there, right paid on it, and shred it and go away. When like, I'm I'll at my best, that's when I'm doing that. Okay, then there's like I get I get a lot of mail from my condo association, like hey, uh, you now need a tenant request form. It's like all this. Just random paperwork. A mortgage statement comes in, and I need I need it, but I hate having paper because I don't have a place to store it on purpose. So I use an app, and I, I think you use the same app called Scannable, I believe. Yeah, it, I think it's like they Evernote bought it or whatever. Yeah, Evernote bought it, but it's free, mm -hmm. and I, I I spread the paper out. I have a black um like countertop. You need like a good I, contrast. Yeah. yeah, you need a good contrast for the white paper. I spread the document out as best as I can, like make it, make it as flat as I can. And I take a picture with my phone and it basically scans it and turns it into a PDF. Mm. And then I just email it to myself or airdrop it to my computer. And then I file it away. I have a, um, a folder on Google drive that I, that's a personal folder and I have it broken down into different, um, things like, Oh, I have it for my, my condo for our, the place that we live in now. Um, you know, if it's, Whatever it is, I, I have a place to store these files because here's the the thing: like chances are you don't need to look at them that at that like moment much, if ever, yeah, if ever, right? You, you, but you just kind of need them for one day. Like it might be for you need it for tax day, you need it for when someone asks you a question, or so that's the one whatever. thing that still lives in Evernote for me. Like I just All scannable syncs to Evernote, so I just save it right there, and then I just like search that. So Evernote so, uh, is now yeah. really like my tax repository. Well, I, I mean, I, I, organ, I've pre, and this is part of like sitting down in this I, idea and going like, all right, set up a folder 
Mm. And set up a folder that like you have access to no matter where you are. So I love Google Drive because one, I mean, you can get it for free. You can have it and it, it works for both Android and, and Apple or whatever. You have an app. There's an app on your phone. You can save to it. Mm. You can Your computer will save to it. Your iPad will save to it. Like everywhere you are, no matter what device you have on, on your person, you can process things and store it in a, in a cloud environment that you can ha- that you also have access to whenever you need mm. it, right? And that's and uh, as opposed to Evernote, where things need to be synced, like Google Drive. Evernote is, is a pain in the ass. Yeah, I don't I don't recommend Evernote at all. In fact, but and especially like I, I think not, it's good for tax docs. It searches the docs, but you know I think both work, right? Yeah, I mean, and and Google's the greatest search engine of all, and that and they own Google Drive, and so you can Fine, search those documents fair. too. <laughs> right. you, I mean, you win this time. <laughs> thank you. Plus, you have access to Google Sheets, and you can do <laughs> spreadsheets in there, and that's what I do. I, I, you know, and I also, um, God, I, I mean, I have, I'm, I'm so processed out, but you are. Uh, yeah, it, in, in a good it way. Took, it took years to like adopt each one and, and figure out what I liked and what I didn't like and what I realized like, oh, when I notice things are piling up, I usually tend to like look at that and go, well, what's the issue? Why is that happening? Mm. You know, is, is there a way I can make this very easy on myself? And the app was one of those things. Uh, using Google Drive was one of those things. And And organization is like so, I mean, regardless of like how much money you have here and there, like keeping things simple and organized and like everything has a place and everything in its place mm. will do. I mean, that just makes you feel rich. Yeah. Cause you just and know on that. Like I think the best system or systems that exist are personal capital and mint. Mm-hmm. And so to, to even like really be able to do the second half of this episode and, you know, maybe this is at the end of day one, you've recondoed your house you mm-hmm. add all your, you choose personal capital or mint. Choose one. Yeah, I, think I use ca- personal capital. Same, because they're, okay. they're, it's great with investments. Mint mm-hmm. is meh with investments. It actually often doesn't work, whatever. Um, but you add all your accounts in, your debts, your assets, mm-hmm. your house, mortgage, whatever. Add it all in. It'll, it'll sink. And then you'll, you'll know your net worth. you know where everything yeah. is place. And then you'll be able to do like, the serious lifting I'm going to talk about in a minute. You know, I just want to point out too, like I started using personal capital recently as of like coming back on the show basically. Mm. And I check it probably once a week and it usually doesn't change too much. Not that I love, right. I love having that one metric, which is your net worth. I love that there's one metric that defines how financially healthy you are as an individual because I'm like, oh, am I, you know, where am I? Am I up? Am I going up or am I going down? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's pretty much it. Am I go- If I'm going down, it's like, uh, you know, I, I say the same thing about, I know that this is sort of bad advice for like weight loss, but I w- try, <laughs> try very hard to weigh myself every morning as much as like, hey, the night before I went drinking and I ate a bunch of pop- salty popcorn and like, yes, my weight is going to fluctuate super hard. And it's but gonna- you see some of the results and you get you see- used to the, you know. Yeah, you get used to the fluctuations. But like also when you stand on the scale and you're like, ooh, shit, like I gained three pounds, like that day you are going to be much more conscious of what you put in your body and how much exercise you're doing because you know that like, ooh, I'm- I had a bad moment. And it's it's the whole idea of what gets measured gets managed. Mm. If you're not measuring, you know, some metric, some single KPI, key performance indicator that you're doing good or bad, then how do you know? You know, it's like well, I remember back in the day, I used to hate checking my checking account because I was afraid of what it might be, like because it might be negative or it might be <laughs> super low, or and I just like you're afraid to do it, but you kind of have to, and if you because if you don't, you're not you have how do you know what the hell's going on yeah and it's and like the same with my way you can't improve if you don't know exactly so what gets measured gets managed so mm. that's yeah i like i like this one this one is there's a lot of action here but let's get more Th- this one this episode you're saying oh that rule number 3 specifically mm. and obviously rule number 2 is very actionable Look, but rule number 3 sets the stage for sure let's let's take a break first mm. and then we'll do how many more rules do we have we have 6 rules in total so three. So we more. have three. So we have three more. We'll take a break, um, and talk about the rules of conmaring your finances when we return. All right, 
Let's get into rule number four. I believe this is your rule, Andrew. Go. Yes. Do All it. right. Discard useless. Do it. Do it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Go for it, man. Go for it. Rule All number. Right, start four. now. Okay. And 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 go. R- rule and, number four. Right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Discard useless spending by category and keep only what sparks joy. And you know, when I was when I was like thinking of mm. Marie Kondoing her finances, and she has this whole thing like break, you know, tidy up by category. When I when I think yeah. category, like the first thing that comes to mind is like a personal capital or mint budgeting type setup. Yeah. Like and the so standard categories you get. Yeah. And look, yeah. like the act of budgeting itself is generally a shitty thing. Once mm-hmm. you get into the swing of it, you set it up, it works, it's good. But I think the the biggest wins are when like you initially suck all of your stuff in and you look at like food and you're like a thousand dollars on food like what what is what is going on and then yeah you dig in you're like oh i went to all these restaurants or like mm-hmm. you know it turns out i spent five hundred dollars on lunch at work a, a, a you know a month yeah and then you know to kind of like really bring the spirit of marie in uh when i was at work i would you know in new york we'd pay a lot for lunch and i was eating like an asshole I was eating <laughs> terrible things mm. that were making me oh so fat, mm-hmm. and I was paying dearly for it, both yeah. on, on my both. belt and <laughs> yeah. in my wallet. In your so, wallet, yeah. Yeah, and so like it winds up, like I could maybe bring food two days a week and save money and be less of an asshole to myself. Right. Or mm. just, as a, just as a counter argument to that, right, sometimes you don't have to just cut down on the category and in and of itself you don't have to cannibalize the category no you can pull that money from another category that you that you dislike spending money on right and use it so for example one of the rules that i have as a person is it spare no expense when it comes to food Mm -hmm. that's just you know one i shop at whole foods i get shit for it constantly because they're you know whole paycheck Sure. <laughs> but you know what? It kind of, and I know that it's not all great. You know, I've heard that argument too. I'm shopping at, even in Boulder, I'm shopping at the wrong Whole Foods. There's like a, there's a, a there's a right a, and a wrong Whole Foods. Well, there's a, ch- there's a chain called National Gro- Na- Natural Grocers that's even healthier than oh, Whole wow. Foods. And now that, you know, it's like, okay, fuck you, whatever. I don't care. I like going into Whole Foods. I personally enjoy Whole Foods. It's a well designed store and, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I don't care who knows it, right? But I have a rule that, like, I, yes, I'm going to buy the organic thing because it personally makes me feel emotionally good that I am buying organic. Is it bullshit? Whatever. I don't care if it is or not. It just makes me feel good. And so I, I, don't, I don't care. I also don't like clothes. Clothes do not spark joy. Mm. I love my shitty Target. I've been wearing these shitty Target stretch pants basically for, for 100 two, days straight for 2 years 2 years 2 years this, straight i get the, i buy the same old <laughs> years, i mean i that's not that far off i've been wearing the same black old navy hoodie for probably 3 or 4 mm. years now not the same one i've i've upgraded cuz they've gotten holes and shit in them <laughs> or like they just like the elbows wear out Whenever we so many Skype, curls. I'm waiting for a slightly off black hoodie. Yeah, or I no, don't know, like a <laughs> no, no. It's it, like you're even you're, in the summer. But I, I mean, again, I work from home and I don't have a job that I have to go into and look nice and stuff. But even if I did, I never personally cared about that. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, somebody who needed a different wardrobe all the time or cared so much about what I looked like. I just wanted to be comfortable, and so that's just. But that's a personal preference, right? So. I can say, hey, spend less money on clothes so that I can spend more money on food. And and that because that sparks joy and and clothes do not. So basically, I, I you know, I think it's looking at each category and it's it, and, and kind of hearkening back to what when we had Ramit on and the money dial situation, right? He talked mm. about those money dials. Yeah. I love that concept. Cause it's like, yeah, I want to dial up the home brewing and dial back, <laughs> you know, the you know, buying, I don't know. Socks, for example, I don't know yeah. something stupid stuff. But and the thing is, it's never like 
it's that one thing like, oh, I just need to stop buying socks. It's it's really just a bunch of smaller asshole purchases, purchases. And then you have here like um, subscriptions that you don't need or use. Right. Mm. This is a new problem for a lot of people. SAS is a big thing. But not even that, like, yeah, I guess SAS, right? Because Netflix is technically SAS. Netflix, Hulu. I feel like everything these days is, yeah. Yeah, it's like, how often are you really using those things? And, like, could you live without it? Hmm. I mean, I couldn't live without Netflix. but I think I might be able to live without specifically Netflix. Hmm. I mean, look, my life might be better without Netflix, but, oh, I use it a lot. I tend to spend most of my time in Hulu, actually. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I like watching, you know, shows that are currently out and in older shows and stuff. And Netflix kind of recently for me, if I'm being honest, like hasn't sparked as much joy as Hulu. But Hulu also includes for me HBO. So it's like I have HBO. I have live TV. I have, you know, okay. we, we spend the- a lot of time in HBO. Like I love Vice. I live for Vice. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, when we started watch, I mean, I, I, I turned you on to watching The Prophet. That's all on Hulu. Well, we wound up, and then we, so we watch it on Hulu, but then we bought a bunch of stuff on iTunes. I actually, so, did I. so uh, you know, Marcus has a speaking speaking engagement section of his site. I applied. See, really? He, see if he'll come on. Yeah, he might. I can. I get, again. I follow him on Twitter, or he follows me on Twitter. I can ask. I said you guys are so tight. Why aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we're so tight. <laughs> yeah, just come on. That would be that would be so much fun to talk to him. I I am hoping that yeah he comes on. But yeah. anyways. So yeah, but basically the idea of subscriptions, I love like just looking at, hey, what are you spending your money on every month? Is there a way to cut back on that? Clever ways too, or as a test, you know, like I could test not having Netflix for a month. Let's see what happens. Like, see if I miss it. Worst case scenario is, uh, you know what? I fucking miss Netflix. I want it back. You you just sign back up, and they're happy. They'll, They'll probably give you an offer to sign back up. And I know Hulu like lets you put your account on pause. So you can just pause it. And I think Netflix does the same thing where you can just come back later. And, you know, as far as like, I I also, uh, you know, we have other services that are not necessarily tech based, but are are weekly services or um, trying to think of some of them. Like when we have people, some people that clean our house and stuff. And like, I love that. But hey, if I'm strapped for cash, that's obviously one of the first things that are going to go. And we'll just see. We'll just see if like, it's something I can live yeah. without or it becomes a problem. And and if it's all, everything's an experiment, everything is a test. And if you can do that, I mean, so that's all you have to look at. One of the things that I've kind of done rather consistently, like over the years is one, like there are times I just feel like it's, it's out of control. I actually mm. don't know what's going on. I feel like there's maybe some things pulling on our accounts that are legacy, yeah. whatever's, or mm-hmm. we're leaving a gym and they're assholes. I just mm-hmm. call up my credit card company. And I say I lost my card. They yep. ask, "Give me how?" No. I'm just like, I don't know. I was drinking. I like think I threw it away, or why? Just give them an excuse. And what they do is they cancel your card, and they change the number. And they and like I'm like, I need it. I live on this. They'll yeah. FedEx it to you for free next day, like yep. no cost. And then everything that was being charged <laughs> in your card is effectively canceled. And so. Yep. It's kind of a pain to like go and add like Netflix in, Hulu in. But, but if you have that all in a spreadsheet of the things that you like, you can so quickly go back. That's at this I do. point, I, I do. And yeah, I know cool. I know exactly how to, I'm like, okay, I have to do these 12 things or whatever. And yeah. like without fail, and, and we're generally pretty good, like the month after, we wound up spending so much less because there's all this, I feel like every month winds up being a one-off of, oh, mm-hmm. it's that yearly thing of this or yeah whatever. Another thing you could do too, like if you're just as a budgeting thing, I, I kind of like looking through all of my expenses, like prime is an expense, like mm. Amazon prime. Right. I mean, dude, if you have a, if you have a prime problem, you know, an Amazon problem, which yeah. I can see people getting into, I certainly can see myself getting into that. We have like a hundred boxes a day arriving here. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, take the app off your phone, block it, you know, parental, parentally block it from your account and just. Go, you know, do like a a, a month long like crash diet of not using Amazon and mm. see how you feel. You know, that's a huge one. You could save so much money that way, I'm sure. And another thing too is like you talked about the credit cards and calling them up. Hey, if you're calling them up, ask for a lower interest rate while you're at it. Yeah, damn right. 
You know what I mean? You have to look at, and this is the benefit of looking at each category and going like, and like, I, I kind of like, this is a new thing for me. Mm. Like now that like, you know, this is mo- mostly in business. I don't really do this so much in my personal life, but also like my business and personal life sort of blend in weird ways. Same. Yeah. But I loved, and I think the KonMari, like after reading the book and doing it on my house, I have this like weird excitement for like looking at all of my expenses and just going like, what can I cut baby? <laughs> like what just every month for, I do that. Yeah. And not out of desperation, just out of like pure joy of like editing, like just editing something down to its simplest form. It's like, what can we get like, the profit margin to this month? Yeah. Watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Watching the profit for sure. Like how can we just like shave, shave and shave and shave. And so that our profit margin gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Like that's such a fun, I don't know. Maybe that's something that comes with. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, why I view we it on both, both ends it. because we. Ha- I have like the business, and the business yeah. spends, and then whatever doesn't spend is ours, and then we have ours, and whatever mm-hmm. we don't spend, we get to put into investments and rental sure. properties and like play with. I, I mean, personally, I just like the fact that my, you know, personal capital net worth goes up. Yeah. When I cut when I cut things, even the smallest amount. And look, that's like. A, a form of confidence. You know that mm, number yeah. in your head. And you, I mean, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm, I feel like you you would. Like, you just, I'm sure, are more confident as oh, your I know numbers the number. gotten bigger. Yeah. You're like, you yeah. know what? I could buy this if I want to, but I'm not. I could buy whatever I want, but I won't. But I won't. Right. It does. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, so that's discarding useless spending by category and keep only what sparks joy. Mm. Rule number four. Let's. You want to move on to rule number five? Yeah. Discard useless investments by category and keep only what sparks joy. Now, I'm going to have to turn this one over to you because what do you mean by that? So there's a useless investment in your eyes. I think there's like two like distinct camps here. There is one where um, I personally believe that global warming is a real thing. Uh, I think that it is perhaps an urgent thing. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Laura and I try and do what we can to not be I, assholes, but we sure. can also not invest and give money to things that are essentially asshole things. Like, So you're talking about voting with your dollars. Right. Like, don't invest in fossil fuel related things or, you know, and so um, one is that or like socially responsible investing which I think will like that is maybe the most sure way to change the world is cut funding to the bad things. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of cars, but you uh, also live in a city, but I invest in Tesla. Tesla is great for the environment, right? Sure. You know, granted they use power, but it shifts it to the efficient power plant and not mm-hmm. like a mini engine multiplied by millions, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, like Apple uh, has done enormous things to reduce their footprint um and so i I think that like that that's one piece is socially responsible and i think the other piece is there are situations where like uncle jerry is an investment advisor and so you kind of put your money with him or you're with edward jones and they're sucking you dry with fees and it's like you have to deal with that guy that's there it just cut the cord joy yeah first of all it's a pain in the ass you kind of know that you're getting screwed i mean look if you're at Edward Jones, you're getting screwed. There's like mm. almost no chance you're not. And there's a lot of places like that. Use this as the opportunity to cull those and go with something that's more reasonable, like Vanguard or, you know, all the other things. Or, yeah, do. more diverse. Yeah. So you're not saying like, oh, I'm losing money in Sirius Satellite Radio on my <laughs> stock. Like time yeah. to sell now and move it to something else. I mean, but, that could be part of it if you bought an individual stock that you don't necessarily believe in. It could be, you know, mm. a rental property that is a pain in your ass or anything mm. that just isn't working out for you. Like, so how how do you measure the uh, the emotional side versus your math side? Because, like, you know, like let's just let's just bring it to my situation since you kind of like spark that flame mm. of like I have this ha- I have this house that brings me no joy. It does. It is the opposite of sparking joy. It sparks a fucking dumpster fire, right? Yeah. It is It is a stress point for me, yet when we look at the math 
over time, it's like, don't. And it's like, well, how do you balance the emotional versus the rational? So, so I, th- I thought of that, like mm. when I was creating this and I think there's like, there's maybe, there's maybe two ways of looking at it. Like one, this is not something that sparks joy. And so, you mm. know, that you want to get rid of it, but mm. you know, rule number one of just like the money game is don't lose money. Right. Right. And so, you know, I have a rental property that has been a pain in my ass, but, yeah. and I could sell it. And I can just be like, oh, I'm free, but I, we're, we're trying to get it to a point that we could sell it and it'll be a great thing for us. Perhaps, st- or you're just, or you're just the sunk cost fallacy, right? Mm. You're just true. I, so, I so that is, that is for you to decide. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious of like, how would you like, let's dive a little bit deeper into that because I think the word useless investments is broad. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to be very clear about what that means because maybe there's something and this is probably the most you know poignant for me right now. Which do Same. I actually do I have useless investments and how do I find those and what are the criteria that define a useless investment in your eyes specifically? Because if it is you know a shitty stock that even if it's doing well but I fucking hate it or it's like a you know maybe I invested in uh, I don't know. Some what's like some company that ends up like like I invested in Boeing mm. and I'm like these motherfuckers are cutting corners now sending planes and killing people well, perhaps a bad time to sell right and <laughs> right. so and so you know right. not to draw the direct clu- uh, correlation with the house but you know if you waited one to two years it's probably going to be a non thing with Boeing I mean uh, Volkswagen had their whole terrible scam yeah. they were lying to everyone for years they actually are doing way better than they've ever done before and so right. Perhaps patience is a bit of it, but okay. I've been kind of chewing your ear off on how I've been doing my taxes for what it, what you think is essentially forever. Seems and like I it. certainly feel like it's been forever. And I am realizing that I'm filing a bunch of papers for things that I essentially hate and don't care about. And so maybe I should just exit those positions and simplify. You know, like... so. If if I'm reading you correctly in this, you're saying that one, it it has to if it first of all, and in, a big indication, does it spark joy? In my case, the house does not, my condo does not spark joy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, defined. The second criteria is will I lose money or not? If I will lose money by getting rid of it, then that's not a good thing. And, right. But and then the question along that is like, is there a a path? that you could not lose money on it. Because if, if you're going to lose money no matter what, then you might as well just pull the Band-Aid off now. But if there is a path where just by minimal action, it'll be fine, I think you should mm-hmm. wait. Take that, yeah. So it is really not a, you know, keep only what sparks joy. It's like, look at what isn't, and then will you lose money? In the you know, And do the math. You have to do the work to decide that. So there's two criteria there. And then it's like, then you need to make a decision and take action on it quickly. Because the longer you don't, I mean, the longer you procrastinate on it, the more it's going to not spark joy and lose you money. Yeah, it's going to be pain in the ass. And and you know what? Maybe we we led with the ultimate end, which is, and I don't know that everyone vibes with like a socially responsible whatever, but like something like solar panels. Mm -hmm. I could only imagine in 10 years what, power generation will look like and I, I if i were to guess it'd be much more towards that and mm-hmm. so you know betting on that is i think a great thing for the environment and for your wallet and so it's like get rid of the bullshit and start to move it towards longer term things that are better for the world because that for us to survive that's what has to happen mm-hmm. all right that one's a tough one mm. though you have to look at each piece, you know, maybe it's like you, you print it all out kind of like yeah. you're saying with the first one and you just kind of look at it and yeah. Cause I'm, if I'm thinking about it right now, it's like my useless investment is my house, you know? And so it's like, <sighs> still maybe, spark joy. maybe your homework is to print out the current situation, mm-hmm. actually determine what you've lost, if anything or not, and figure out exactly what it might be in, in a year, two years, Maybe maybe you could pull the trigger now and get rid of it. But I hey. think if you did the the math, you'd know. All right. Sit down with me and do that. I will. And then well, maybe that's an episode. 
Deal. I will. And, I will. And, but we were going through and, with you, dude. Yeah. Well, do, does it make sense that you do the same thing with your first rental property, or is that yes. you've kind of already? I, decided? I think that that is actually great because I also am not excited about <laughs> digging through the numbers. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I think if we do both of those together, I think I think that would be a really good idea. All right. So going back to rule number one, commit yourself to doing it. Consider me committed. Are you committed? I'm committed. All right, so we'll, we'll do an episode on that. Like, we'll, we'll live kind of, you'll come with your papers, they'll come with mine. You want to do it live? Or do you want I mean, to just do it li- and then maybe... Live perhaps with heavy editing so that okay. no one has to hear us fumbling through papers trying to find yeah. shit. Or me using a calculator like, <laughs> I did it wrong. What's this M plus? I, uh, get rid of it. <laughs> um, all right, move on to rule number six and let's uh, let's close this out. All right, so rule number six is maybe the most important, but you really yeah. have to do the first ones, the, all, you know, the first five first. It is organize, optimize, and automate what is left. And this is, so you've got your investments where you want them to be, you fix mm-hmm. your expenses, mm-hmm. you got rid of all the bullshit in your house, and now, uh, do you have old 401ks? Do they need to be rolled over? Just do it already. Yeah, do you have yeah. like 50 checking accounts because, I don't know, you lived in a bunch of states and you're just a weird person? Close all of them but the main one. ton of savings yeah. accounts, close all of them but the main one. And just really simplify your setup so that it's automated and it just works so you could do your thing. Yeah, I, I am all about this rule. One is like the simpl- the simplification part of it. I It's editing your finances i love this idea of sitting down and going like i don't need two savings accounts yeah i just don't it's like i have to split what goes where and how and like sometimes savings accounts this one takes like five days for it to hit my checking account like maybe i need to come up with a new situation maybe i go and set up a savings account with the bank that i have a checking account in and i move all the money from my off you know, out of out of bank savings savings accounts into that one and go like, oh, then, now they're all together. Then your money transfers like I, instantly between them because it's in the same place. And you got one login. You don't have yeah, you don't have fifty things and personal capital. You have like yeah. five. Right. You know, when, when you want when you hit refresh, it actually happens while you're at your computer. <laughs> right. Like Yeah. Just, and and I love like and again, like bringing back Ramit, when I first read his book, the idea of automation. Like once you have everything incredibly simplified and optimized, like automate that shit. Like I, to be fair, should not have to go into simple every time a bill comes in the mail mm. and and type in a number and pay it. Like, is there a way I can do this without like and then there may not be a way right now to do that, but it's like, how do I make this faster and faster and faster? Take each step that you do, each thing that you have to actually sit down and do or stand and do and say how can i type less keys you know like just the simplest things and and look this is what success looks like because if you had to spend your whole day or or if you just had to spend time every week every month managing your money you have Mm -hmm. never had time to build a business or just Mm -hmm. build further and do things like to be perfectly honest like i don't deal much with my finances because it's automated automated yeah you know like you have bigger fish to fry and if you feel like you're Mm -hmm. constantly struggling with this stuff or don't know like this is the destination you need to get to so that you could do more meaningful things because no one aspires to like play with their (laughs) checkbook no and i will say this i kind of look at it as like i have one big bucket there's this one giant bucket and everything, every piece of income always goes in that bucket. Same. And then it's automated to disperse through the tinier buckets, right? It's it's like the there's a bunch of holes. here or there. Right. It's But I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to do that manually. I put everything into one checking account. And then from there, things happen. We're in 2019. We can do this. We, yeah. have, the, we have the technology. So... It's and this is like the biggest thing I learned from from Ramit's book and like obviously doing this show is like just you you are the worst you are the worst you human error is a thing you will suck at doing this no matter how diligent like I am diligent and mm. I'm organized 
I'm still a human being and I still get drunk and hung over and I don't do what I'm supposed to do the next day. And I decide <laughs> I want to sit in bed and eat popcorn all day. Like those things happen or like I'm so busy talking to Andrew all day about dumb shit that I forgot to eat breakfast or dinner. Like they're just stupid shit that I forget to do, but computers won't mm. take advantage of the computer to do what you will likely, in fact, 100% forget, maybe not all the time, but guaranteed at least once. You'll forget when it matters. Yeah, right. So I, yeah, that's just, that is everything. Boom. Episode over. (laughs) If you, look, if you missed anything, we're, we're going to have all six rules on the website, in the show notes. Either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. Everything will be there. Andrew put these together. I love these. This is similar to the blueprint mm. that we did, which I follow. And this is, and I've absolutely, we've already committed to following one of these rules together. So, and, and that was not planned. And, and no, it wasn't. And you will hear it painful or otherwise. <laughs> there you go. Uh, please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and tell your friends about this. Point them to your favorite episodes. Maybe it's this one because it's relevant. Maybe they were watching the Con Mari show or the or the Marie Kondo show on Netflix, and you're like, dude, you want to hear something? Or lady, do you want to hear something about <laughs> like uh, doing this for your finances? This is a great episode. Do that. Hopefully, they'll become a subscriber as well. And if you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about on the show, or you have any questions about this episode, email us. Listen, at my, listen, money matters at gmail.com. All the tools and resources that we normally mention on the show and have mentioned on the show today are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. So that's it. We have something to do. You're we so have more episodes. <laughs> right, here we go. You know, I'm just, I'm just uh, looking at Google Drive. <laughs> so fine. Don't use Evernote. Use Google Drive. There you go. Later, man. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>